Games rated E to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we challenge each other in Nintendo Switch sports and recommend other great Nintendo Switch games. My name is Chris. In this episode, I'm joined by Damiano from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Damiano. Hello. And Anthony from the social media team at Nintendo of America. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Chris. Glad to have you back again, and thank you both for coming on the show. Um, and by the time this episode is out, Nintendo Switch Sports will be just about to launch, and I couldn't be more excited for this game. I mean, I loved Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort back in the day, and I was actually surprised by how much nostalgia I already have for those games. But yeah, the original Wii Sports is already over 15 years old, if you can believe it. So, you know, coming back to this kind of game with Nintendo Switch Sports really felt like a homecoming for me, and I didn't realize how much I'd missed it. So... Let's talk about it. Are you guys ready to dig in? Sure. Yeah, super ready. Awesome. So what was really cool was we all had a chance um, before we're recording here today to actually play the game together recently. And Damiano, you really guided us through it um, since you've been playing the game and demoing it for people so much lately. So what's it been like spending so much time with the game and seeing people respond to it? Well, it's been a lot of fun, I have to say. Um, it's been fun for to play it myself, um, but I think that this is one of the games that is really um, the most fun when you experience it with other people. So the multiplayer aspect is um, a very uh, important side of this game. And so it's just very interesting to see people interact and have fun and, uh, you know, get off the couch and move around um, playing these six different sports that are included in the game. And you mentioned uh, nostalgia. That's a, a big factor because three of the six games that will be included at launch uh, are actually uh, returning from previous titles in the series. Um, and those are Bowling, which is an, you know, an all-time favorite. And um, the other ones are Chambara, which is Japanese for swordplay, and Tennis, which is also an all-time classic. But there is also three new ones, um, Badminton, Soccer, um, and volleyball, uh, which are newly added sports. Um, so there is really something for everyone, um, as long as you're okay with, you know, getting off the couch, just move around and have fun playing with motion controls. Mm -hmm. And of course, back in the Wii Sports days, we did it with the Wii Remote Controller, and now we have, you know, the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controllers. Yeah, when you play tennis, um, you really... Um, can control the direction of the ball, you know, with the direction of your swing. So um, you can really feel that um, real-life movements translate into in-game movements, which is a very cool sensation. All right, so Anthony, I'm going to be evil and put you on the spot by asking, you know, just based off what we played so far, which mm -hmm. board is your personal favorite? My uh, hmm, my personal favorite. So, you know, I would, I would say that... Uh, Probably Chambara so far has been my favorite and only because it it, it offers that similar level of kind of like a secret strategy that you kind of got, you know, when you started playing bowling and Wii Sports where it was just like, you know, you know how to like curve the ball, you know, certain things to do. And Chambara is like, it's that and then also kind of an extra layer on top, which is like you need to sort of predict what your opponent's thinking, what your opponent's doing. And it and for fellow like fighting game players like myself, like that's 
like you love that because it just adds that that extra layer of strategy you can master and just you know have a ton of fun so i would say that's my early favorite but to be honest like they're all like really fun and i had a ton of fun with every game so definitely looking forward to it yeah chavara was something that uh, i believe you know i remembered the version that was in wii sports resort but um, playing it again here uh, with the Joy-Con controllers, it felt really fresh. And also, um, you, you mentioned this, but the strategy is actually pretty simple, but it's surprisingly deep, especially when you're trying to anticipate what your opponent is going to do. You know, essentially, you're just holding a sword and you're either attacking vertically, horizontally, or diagonally. And then um, to counter that, if someone's attacking you, you want to be blocking in, uh, you know, uh, in a way that's parallel, or sorry, uh, I guess perpendicular to their attack. So if they're attacking vertically you want to be blocking horizontally so um just those controls you know there's there's so much nuance to that and then you add on top of that you can each choose which kind of swords you want like normal sword or i think charged sword or even twin swords damiano you tried to help us learn how to play that and that was a little advanced for me personally at the time that one took a little getting used to <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right and it really at the and this is true for uh you know all six sports but at the beginning each one seems very, um, it is actually very easy uh, and just, you know, you can pick it up and you play it right away even if you have never played it before. Uh, but then the more you play, the more you discover this added layer of strategy for each one of them, which is really interesting. And for Chambara, it's defi definitely um, a very, uh, an interesting mix of reading the opponent's actions and reacting to them really quick um, in a strategic way, as you were saying, guarding at the right moment or attacking in the right direction at the right moment is very important. Um, plus, as you were mentioning, the, the additional styles, uh, sword styles, charge sword and twin swords um, add another layer because the two players can pick whichever they prefer, right? So I can play with twin swords and you can be playing against me with using charge sword. And that adds another layer of um, strategy and things that you need to uh, pay attention to while you play. And it's a lot of fun. I really love uh, Twin Swords is probably um, the style that I enjoy the most. I love the uh, strike that you can perform when your uh, fighting energy is charged up. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and then, of course, when you get splashed out into the water <laughs> off the platform or someone splashes you that moment. that's a pretty big moment <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i think too like you know all of the from you know from what i sort of experienced like every style is super viable too like they just have different strategies i mean of course you know you're you're blocking and, and things and you're swinging are kind of similar but the fact that yeah twin swords you have like a little bit you know more room to kind of swing a little bit more but then you have like like Damiano was saying, like your charge sword, which adds another layer of, uh, you know, you can get that super powerful strike in there. So, yeah, I, I really loved uh, the, the amount, like how simple it is, but also there's a nice amount of depth underneath the simplicity of it all. You know, the game had a um, brief online test, I believe it was back in February, and I tried it out then, and, and Chambra was one of the, the sports I played a couple of times against people online. And one thing that's interesting is when both of you are just determined to wait the other one out and, and <laughs> you know, and block. And because, of course, if you block their attack, it staggers them and opens them to a, an easy counterattack. Um, so it becomes a real mind game at that point. But if you wait too long, you know, the timer starts to run out. It changed the, the dynamics of the fight. And Anthony, when we were fighting each other uh, recently, 
we even got to the point where we had to go into like a kind of a sudden death round, right? Where, yeah. where the platform really, uh, most of it falls away and you're just standing on this tiny circle in the middle. So basically whoever lands that first big hit is probably going to be the winner. Yeah, that actually, that was a really cool moment because I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, and so I'm sure, you know, folks listening will probably find that out when they get into like one of those like sudden death kind of rounds. But yeah, we were just like on this tiny little platform. We're kind of staring each other down. And there's just that moment like, I'm not going to swing first. You're going to swing first. <laughs> <laughs> now, Damiano, like I said, you've been demoing this, this game for a lot of people. And I'm sure that in your mind, all the sports are kind of your babies. So I'm not going to ask you what your favorite is so far. Or maybe I am. Let me ask it to you this way. <laughs> If if you were to pop it in right now, just based on your your current mood, what's the sport you would start with? Um, you know, it's not the end of the day yet, so I'm not gonna go with Chambara. I'm probably gonna because that's a very good way to you know release your stress at the end of the day. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. very dynamic sport. Um, I think it depends. Um, if it's gonna be just me, um, it's probably gonna be maybe badminton or a soccer shootout. Mm -hmm. So. Um, badminton, I actually, it's, I feel like it's this kind of hidden gem in, uh, among the six sports. Um, it's another one that it's really easy to pick up. I've seen people that have never played even, uh, uh motion control video games before, and they just get it, you know, from the very first moment. Um, but then it builds up to that, um, moment when you realize that there is a little bit of strategy to it too. So it really pulls you in the game. Um, when you get to the point, to that point, and it's also very dynamic. It's very fast-paced. Um, it's quite different from um, tennis, so it's one that I really enjoy uh, playing. If I was with more people, uh, like let's say a group of four, I would definitely go uh, with volleyball. Uh, I really like uh, playing volleyball. It's a blast to play uh, in local multiplayer. You can also play all of these sports online, of course, but. Um, if you have four people, you can do a two versus two match uh, in volleyball, and um, it's it's a lot of variety of movements because you're uh, you know serving, bumping, setting, spiking, blocking. So it's a mix of um, timing of um, knowing what action you're supposed to perform at the right moment. Um, again, reading your opponent's movements, um, trying to see if you're the opposing team is going to be blocking you, you know, and kind of time your spike based on that, um, change the direction of your spike. Um, so it's a mix of movement, just multiplayer fun and um, having a blast playing with, with friends um, in local multiplayer. For sure. When it comes to volleyball, I found that I really enjoy blocking, actually. Like I started to get in a good rhythm. I was uh, playing against the computer and, uh, and, uh, and I just happened to several plays in a row just do a perfectly timed block and then it you know fell down on their side for a, a point so that felt really good yeah it really feels good when you feel like you've become a blocking machine and you're like you're not getting through <laughs> yeah 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 there's definitely like a level of satisfaction too when you actually nail like a good spike 
or, or you know, you get like a, a really a point that you worked hard for. Because for me, that was one of the games I struggled with at first. I was not great at it. Um, but as we played more, I, I was getting much better. And like, you know, you kind of learn the right timing and like how, how to block properly and everything. But it's one of those games where I feel like once you get the hang of it, it's it's definitely like one of the most satisfying. I absolutely agree. And as, as you were saying, Anthony, that satisfaction of nailing a supercharged spike so you perform all three actions, bumping, setting, and spiking at the right moment, and it's that super strong and powerful spike that gets you the point. It's it's really great. It's really satisfying. Yeah, the sports mates even like you know they'll they'll dive and things like that. It just it makes it like that much more exciting. So yeah, that's gonna be definitely. I feel like that one too also has like a fair amount of strategy. Like I mean, as do all the games. It's it's really great that like you know you can jump into all of them, but then you it's like to master the game fully, it's probably a lot of playtime or <laughs> a lot of like kind of practice you have to do there. But I'm sure it'll be fun for those people that like to be super competitive. Yeah, it's that right mix of, you know, casual multiplayer fun if you just want to have fun, you know, one night with your friends and family or if you want to bring it to a more competitive level. Uh, there's definitely uh, that aspect in this game too. So if you play online in random matchmaking, for example, you can and you keep winning, you'll be able to access the pro leagues. So you can really bring your competitive spirit yes. there. That's right. And then in the pro league, um, I think you can just keep upping your ramp kind of, or your rank kind of just for bragging rights, but for people that really want to, you know, dial in, otherwise you can just uh, enjoy casual play. I think pro rank, uh, if you're kind of playing in the pro league, um, it also starts matching people to you that are of a similar skill level. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, the matchmaking will be skill leveled. So you will be basically facing, um, stronger and stronger opponents, the more wins you collect by playing online. Um, and you will you can basically work your way up all the way to rank A, uh, which is the highest rank. So yeah, and definitely that satisfaction of, you know, being able to show off a rank A in, <laughs> in all sports, because then each sport has its own pro league, um, is definitely worth the effort. That's it. Rank right. A Pro League. That's that's my goal, guys. I'll see you there. <laughs> In all sports. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be A material, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll surprise myself. Well, even if you don't get to rank A, but you're still playing online in random matchmaking, there is a very uh, nice um, side effect to it, which is ga gaining points that then you can spend towards redeeming um, in-game rewards and you can use those to customize your sports mate or your avatar in general if you're using your me, your me character uh, you can get new sports gear and some of these in-game rewards are just like something else like <laughs> i I'm, I'm personally someone that likes to um, collect everything that is collectible in the game so i can see myself just uh trying really hard to get all of them because every week new in-game rewards will be rotating in so there will really be you know a lot of new items to get every single week so even if you don't get to rank a anthony you're still going to be able to show off an amazing <laughs> sports mate i will i will never stop trying but um i i do i do love that element of like the rotating items every week because you know we talked about nostalgia earlier and Obviously, there's a ton of nostalgia, at least for me, in this game. But that was something, like, that element is, like, new, right? And being able to, like, play in, like, a, a 
pro league type of system where you know you can show your your items off and and keep getting better at the game and show off your rank like that that kind of makes it so fresh and um it's a nice balance of that nostalgia and new content, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I'm like you, Damiano. I like to collect things in a game and try to get as much of the, the collectibles as I can. And I, I appreciate that even if I'm, whether I'm winning or losing, uh, you're still getting points. And, you know, obviously more if you're winning, I would imagine. But um, but whether you're playing playing casually or in pro league, as long as you're interacting with the game, you're, you're able to get those points and then trade them in for the outfits, the accessories, the gear. And uh, I've seen some stuff, uh, you know, even you can go to the Nintendo Switch Sports um, page at Nintendo.com right now and, and see some some pretty cool images of stuff I can't wait to get my hands <laughs> on whenever it becomes available. Oh, yeah. One thing I was going to mention with volleyball, actually, is, and I don't know, maybe this probably applies to other sports as well, but as I, I, I was going through the tutorial, and each sport has a really great tutorial when you first play it, um, that I, I really encourage everyone to to pay attention to and not just kind of rush through because it really does help you understand um, some core important things about the sports. But I noticed in volleyball that um, there are great visual cues sometimes to help you find the perfect timing. You know, like your character might have a little yellow kind of like um, lines kind of come out near their, you know, their head indicating that now's the time to to really set this shot up. So um, so that was something that I started to get even better as I kind of realized that. Yeah, definitely. The, t the tutorials for volleyball, chambara, and soccer are really something that help you out, at least, it, you know, to start mm -hmm. up and then um, pave your way through uh, to success mm -hmm. in that sport. And then if I had to pick an early favorite that, um, you know, hasn't been mentioned yet, um, I was honestly surprised by how much I was enjoying soccer yeah. because uh, nothing against, you know, soccer is the most, or football, I should probably say in most parts of the world, is the most, um, you know, popular sport worldwide. But um, I've just personally never been that into it. Um, but I really enjoy soccer video games sometimes. And uh, I was really enjoying this. You know, you have that giant soccer ball, which kind of makes it fun. And, and um, especially if you're playing with multiple players on your team, uh, like we kind of experienced, uh, it's fun just trying to, you know, push that ball down the field. And um, and even I love, you know, when you take both Joy-Con and kind of move them forward at the same time to do that header dive, I think I scored one goal. <laughs> I, I think upon replay, it seemed like maybe the other player kicked it into their own goal. But in the moment, it felt like I had done the header right into the goal, and that that uh, that felt great. Give yourself credit for that goal. That was all you. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, Chris. It was all you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, all right. There. Well, that's the story I'm sticking with from now on then. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, soccer is is a lot of fun. And it's another one of those sports that offers a lot of uh, variety because it has four different rule sets. So you can play a shootout uh, using the leg strap accessory, um, which I really like because, you know, it really gives you the sensation that you're playing soccer by because you're actually kicking, moving your legs and kicking. Um, so that sensation is really satisfying. And then, as you were saying, yeah, in um, soccer one-on-one or four-on-four, that satisfaction of just like performing a diving header and getting the ball straight into the goal—it's it's great. Even better if you have customized your uh, soccer goal with fireworks that you can unlock <laughs> by playing online. It's one of the rewards that you can get playing online in um, random matchmaking. So that's even better. Yeah. I, I want to mix that with, you know, after you score the goal, your character automatically kind of runs with his arms out, yep. you know, like he's celebrating. That's great. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny too. Like, cause you know, right now it's like we see 
the game with like not any additional sort of like customizations or anything, but like you can envision what that will be like when you have your all your items and all you know like maybe you have fireworks coming out of the goal. It's like it's gonna be like such a show off <laughs> opportunity to show off everything, and I'm fully here for it. Oh yeah, you're gonna see me. You know you're gonna see me playing online with a squirrel costume <laughs> in volleyball for sure. Squirrel costume, celebrating your goals. Yeah, I I know I will. Damiano, you mentioned the leg strap and using it with the with the shootout, but um, there's an update coming that uh, will allow you to use it in other modes as well, right? That's right. Um, there will be a free software update in the summer, and um, that will add leg strap support for all uh, soccer rule sets. That's right. And I think the physical version of the game comes with the leg strap, um, and I think you can also buy it separately if you buy the digital version of the game. And and I believe it's the same leg strap as as what was uh, available with uh, Ring. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. So, you know, that could work as well. Yeah. So if you already own, you know, Ring Fit Adventure and already have a leg strap, you can just buy the digital version of the game or you can get the physical version of the game to get a second leg strap if you want to play uh, soccer locally with another player. Um, so yeah, lots of options there. Now let's move on to one of my favorite returning sports. This is probably the one I spent the most time playing in the original Wii Sports, which is um, tennis. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, maybe what you would expect, there's different surfaces for the courts, even more nuanced motion controls like we talked about before. And from what I've played so far, it's still one of my favorites. Um, Damiano, what would you want to maybe point out in tennis that, uh, I don't know, maybe people that's a little bit different from what people would expect from the uh, previous game or just something people might not notice straight away? Well, tennis is one of those sports that really have a lot of subtleties to it. So, um, it's really fun uh, to play. In in this this version um, is going to be uh, doubles, uh, so you're going to be either playing with another player in your team, or um, you can control both uh, characters in your team. Um, and it's really one of those sports where you feel like your movements translate into the game. Um, the this is one of those sports where the tennis ball can actually go out of the court. So you really need to be careful uh, about how you calibrate your swing so that the ball uh, stays in the court and you want to uh, aim your um, swing in the right way. Um, you can do uh, forehand, backhand. Um, you can also do some more advanced uh, controls like lobs. You can add uh, backspin um, to the ball. So I really feel like if you play this sport enough and you get enough um, expertise in it, you can really um, dominate the game by using all of these moves and tactics in the right way. I'm not there yet, to be honest, but um, <laughs> uh, I definitely enjoy um, experimenting with different moves and different movements in tennis. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I resonated with what you said about um, feeling like your movements really translate in that game because, yeah, even before you start the game, and you know, there's that moment where it's like you're kind of just like swinging your racket or you're kind of just messing around, but like you can actually even in that moment just feel like how much the movement of uh, the Joy-Con and your racket like translates. So, uh, yeah, the fact that you can hit the ball out of the court it's probably going to be a rude awakening for some people <laughs> when they start playing. But yeah, like, like again, like all the other games, there's a level of strategy to master for sure. 
Yeah, and as um, Chris was saying, there is, you know, also environmental um, details that you need to be uh, pay attention to because there are three different chords that will um, affect the way the ball uh, bounces in different ways. So that's also something that you can um, keep in mind if you're bringing, you know, gameplay to that um, experience level that um, some players definitely enjoys enjoy. And I... One thing that happens in tennis is that I get really distracted with the environment because it's the tennis courts are so beautiful. If you actually <laughs> take some time to look at the background, um, there is one of them, for example, has um, water that flows at the edges of the tennis court, the tennis venue. Um, so sometimes I just get distracted, you know, looking at these beautiful backgrounds and <laughs> stop paying attention to the game, but. Um, that's true for all sports. All the uh, venues, the six venues in Spoko Square are really um, charming. And um, yeah, Chambara is one of my favorites with this water flowing in the background, uh, these big windows that look at um, the outside of Spoko Square. I don't know if you guys also get distracted when you <laughs> by the backgrounds when you play. A little bit, but in the best way possible. It's just such a cool environment. Even when you're just selecting the sport and you're looking at the overhead kind of map of the of, of the whole area, um, it's such a cool area. It you know it takes me back to Wii Sports with Woohoo Island, where it almost the world of the game almost was a character in and of itself, and just kind of uh, added so much cool atmosphere to the to the action. And I think that's that's definitely true for this game as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. I think I even mentioned to you guys when we were playing. I was like. Uh, like I'm kind of distracted by what's going on in the the, the venue itself because that looks really good, and uh, yeah, like what you know what you said, Chris. It's kind of like almost like it's a character in and of its in and of itself. It gets you in the mood. You're like you really feel like you know you're in a luxurious kind of like nice place, or you're taking a break and playing some sports. So um, yeah, I think that's very apparent in this game, um, and definitely love that aspect of it. Yeah, and there are um, some tips in the game that you will be able to see that uh, tell you cute little details about uh, Spoko Square. So you really feel like you're, you know, learning more about this environment and um, getting to know little side details that um, are a lot of fun to to learn and collect. And I really love how the environments really come to life because not only is there usually just some animations going on back there that if you were to stop and watch, it's it's like, you know, it's not just... This world doesn't just exist to serve you, right? It's other characters, and especially when you're playing online or with other people, you know, you're seeing other um, actual players, you know, milling about. You know, like if you're playing the mode in bowling where you're bowling against, you know, a lot of other people, then with those you see them kind of beside you, kind of going up to their lanes and taking their turns. Uh, it really does feel like the whole world uh, um, comes alive. So maybe I'll just transition from there into talking about bowling. Obviously, this is another favorite coming back from we, uh, the original Wii Sports. Um, and one thing that I noticed right away is um, similar to what we're talking about for tennis, the controls have evolved a little bit. It feels like maybe there's some a little more nuance, or at least it's different in a way because you know, when I uh, I had my, my certain routine, right, with Wii Sports where I would always line up on the far right side of the lane and I would kind of swing forward very fast and at the last second twist to the left and my ball would curve towards the, the, the center pin and, and usually, or a lot of times that would result in a, in a strike. And I was still able to do that occasionally here, but it's different a little bit that I haven't quite zeroed in on. Um, but uh, I was noticing that um, 
it just felt fun and fresh all over again, uh, playing bowling after I'd, I'd played a ton of it in the earlier game. Yeah, and uh, bowling is, uh, again, I feel like I'm saying this for every sport because it is true for every sport, but it's another one <laughs> of those that um, has a lot of variety to it. You mentioned survival bowling, which is a lot of fun when you play online in random matchmaking. And probably uh, everyone that played the online playtest back in February has experienced it, but is this 16-player uh, match in a tournament structure where in four rounds, you know, after the first one, only eight advanced uh, and so on and so forth, and then only one will be standing in the end. So it has that competitive side to it, but it's also just so much fun to participate in this big uh, bowling tournament um, that you can play online. But if you're playing locally, you can also play with um, special lanes, for example, for example, that have um, obstacles in them. Um, which also add a completely different feel to <laughs> bowling. Mm -hmm. It's um, kind of a mix of mini golf and bowling at the same time. You never know what's going to appear on your lane um, and you kind of have to strategize to go around it or on top of it. Um, so that's also another layer of, um, you know, novelty and new feeling to the bowling that you might be used to. Yeah, bowling is one of those games for me where... It's either <clears throat> it's either a very good game or a very bad one, and the other and so I need to be like in a zone and adding some of those obstacles on there. That was super tricky for me, but um, super fun too because it's like everyone else is also dealing with them. And uh, if you are like typically a pretty good bowler, you might you might struggle a little bit. So yeah, it's uh, bowling. I feel like I need to be in the zone, but it's 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 a classic, a favorite for sure. Yeah, it's also fun to see how people approach those obstacles in, in different ways and how they kind of analyze the situation. You can see them like looking at it, zooming in <laughs> uh, to be able to understand what's happening on the lane. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to play with other people as well. I know. And I, it almost adds like a puzzle element to, to those types of uh, that mode in particular where you might say, OK, well, it dips down and the lane dips down and comes back up. Maybe there's a conveyor belt and a gap in the middle, uh, like a little bridge to get over the gap or, you know, there's just an, an obstacle you have to go around. So you find yourself thinking, well, I'll line up on the left aim diagonally to the right, but then I'll curve my throw back around to the left. And when you finally put those pieces together and you actually get a good result, it's so satisfying. Yeah, I definitely agree. And something else I really like about um, bowling is that you can, in, in this version of bowling, you can play all together simultaneously. So the fact that I don't have to wait for everybody else to go, it really, um, it, it's really appealing to me because, you know, I just don't like to wait in general as a person. So <laughs> I really like that, um, that you can choose to do that if, if you want in this version. Yeah, it's a really good one to just pick up and play quickly. Um, so we've talked pretty much in depth about, about most of the sports, but one we only touched on, I thought we'd come back to is, is badminton. And, um, Damiano, you mentioned that there are some differences between this and tennis that maybe people might not, um, be as aware of, you know, when they first take a look at it. And one of the things that you pointed out to us when we were all together playing was, um, was how you can kind of tire the other opponent out. So could you talk a little bit more about that and, and about what makes badminton kind of unique and special? Absolutely. And that's actually, yeah, one of the aspects that I really appreciate about badminton. Um, so first of all, it's a one versus one sport. So that's a big difference with tennis because tennis, it's, as we were mentioning, it's double. So it's um, two characters in each team. Um, and this also makes it, you know, 
very dynamic, very fast, very fast paced. Um, but there is also a, a, few, a slight difference in the moves. You can also perform a drop shot in, in badminton, for example. And as you were saying, the, this, if you skillfully mix all the motions that you can perform in badminton, so forehand, backhand, drop shot, uh, smash shot, uh, you will be able to have your opponent run around their half of the court, you know, and as it would happen in real life, you would get really tired by doing that, right? Um, so uh, if you can pull that off, uh, you can tire out your opponent and they will be more likely to um, give you to perform a wobbly shuttlecock, a wobbly hit, uh, that you can counter with a super strong smash. Uh, so... That's the added level of strategy that you can uh, really enjoy in badminton. And um, I really like to get to that point when you can see that, you know, the opponent on screen is just kind of running around and you feel like they're about to, uh, you know, just drop on the floor because <laughs> they're too tired. Um, and then you can smash that uh, shuttlecock onto the um, other half of the court. And that's really, really rewarding. Yeah, my my advice to people who will be playing is do not and relative to the other games you'll be playing on Nintendo Switch Sports is do not underestimate the value of your stamina because <laughs> that is a different element in badminton that you probably won't experience as much in the other ones, but it's critical to winning. Absolutely. Yeah, we were I was learning that after you kind of taught me about that, I paid more attention as I played against the CPU later on and and was able to use that strategy. Also kind of working it from one side of the court to the other and you know closer to the net, further away from the net. Um, that was working pretty good for me. Of course, I was just playing the easiest difficulty opponent, but you know, I'll work my way up. Um, so, you know, we've covered all the sports. Of course, golf is also coming as a free update this fall, so we'll have that to look forward to. But of course, plenty to keep us um, playing in the meantime. Um, Damiano, you know, I've mentioned this before, but you've been spending the most time with this game and helping others kind of learn about it, like Anthony and myself. Um, before we move on to the next segment, um, is there anything here that we didn't touch on that you think might be interesting for people to know or any other details you've noticed or any tips, anything like that? Well, I think that we covered um, a lot of the game, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just I just think that it, this is going to be um, a game that can be enjoyed at many different levels and um, a lot of the fun will be coming from the multiplayer experience, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, local and you're playing in your living room with friends and family, you're having a Nintendo Switch sports game night. Um, or if you prefer to bring the competition, uh, the friendly competition online to play uh, with friends. Um, so that's also, you know, something to explore. Um, you can play, for example, if you're playing online with friends, you can play bowling with up to eight player total. Uh, you can play soccer four and four with eight player total. Um, or if you want to play online in random matchmaking. Um, and by doing that, you'll be able to uh, get to the pro league if you're a competitive player or just enjoy all the in-game rewards that you can get every week. Uh, something that we haven't mentioned, and I think it's um, it's going to be a lot of fun, is that uh, two players can play on the same system and connect online to team up against um, opponents online, which I think will be you know, a lot of fun if you have a partner or a sister or a brother or a friend and you want to just like take on other op opponents near and far. Um, I feel like that will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. It fits in very well with the whole team sports dynamic, I think. Yep. Yeah, totally. Cool. Awesome. We're going to move on to Player's Pulse. Pulse. 
but we're sticking with Nintendo Switch Sports because, um, you know, recently we asked Nintendo fans on Twitter a few questions about Nintendo Switch Sports just for fun. Um, and first off, we asked, which newly added sport are you most looking forward to? And the, uh, the choices were badminton, uh, soccer, and volleyball. Um, Damiano, do you have any guess uh, as to what the fans chose? Among those three? Uh-huh. Uh, badminton, soccer, and volleyball. Hmm. I would I would take a wild guess and say soccer. Mm, you know, it was close between all three sports, but I was a little surprised to find that badminton actually was the leading vote getter. Nice. Nice. Some new badminton players. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, we were talking about the game earlier, that that might be a little bit of a sleeper hit for some people, but it seems that uh, the fans are already uh, well aware. Um, for me, I probably would have chosen, I think I said earlier, the one I was, that surprised me uh, that I enjoyed it so much was soccer. But, um, but uh, you know, everything here was great. So All right, moving on, when playing online, we asked people, do you plan to play casually or aim for the pro league? Anthony, what do you think? What do you think? First of all, what do you think is the right answer for yourself? And then what do you think the fans picked? So I, so personally, you know, when, when I play a game that has any sort of competitive element to it, um, I think I had mentioned earlier, I play a lot of like fighting games, which like have that. I'm all about that. Like I want to, I want to do that, play online as much as possible. I want, if there is a rank I can achieve, I'm always trying to get the highest rank. So for me personally, it will be the pro league. That'll be something that I am consistently playing and trying to rank up in. Um, I would also say the same for, um, for those out there that voted on the question. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like that element of, uh, the game that sort of being able to, to really invest yourself in, in getting to a certain rank and playing with other players of similar skill level and, you know, maybe a high skill level. Um, that's, that's like just an awesome new experience in, uh, in this game. So, um, I, I feel like that's what people said too, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I agree with you. And actually, the leading vote getter was play casually, but I suspect that might change a little bit as people uh, get out there, play some, and start getting a little more confidence with some of these sports. Well, yeah, that's, and, and then that's the great thing about, you know, a game like Nintendo Switch Sports is that like everybody can play the way they want to play. If you want to play with your friends, family, that is obviously. An amazing way to play it's what a lot of us have nostalgia of doing but um, then there's also sort of that online play for um, you know, maybe some a, a newer audience maybe people who didn't play with friends as family as much but you could do both so yeah that I, I do love that part about this game yeah absolutely it's always good to have more options all right now I'm gonna ask you both the same last question that we asked the fans which is which style do you plan to use for your avatar classic me character or the new sports mate Damiano what do you plan to use? And I guess this year we'll you can't switch back and forth, but you know, if you had to choose right now. That's a great question. Um, I think I will go with um, the sports mate. Um, I like how enthusiastic, happy, and um, just, you know, positive and colorful they are. Uh, I feel like they really um, just, you know, kind of communicate that enthusiasm to you as well. Um, I love to see them, you know, as Anthony was saying, just dive around and and perform all these moves that I would never be able to uh, perform in the real world if I was playing real sports. Um, yeah, and just their reactions are so so cute, uh, both when you when they win and when they lose. Uh, I just feel they're very, yeah, you know, contagious in their enthusiasm and positivity. Definitely, Anthony. How about you? Yeah, you know, 
I, 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 I'm not going to say both, even though I will, you know, have, you know, both in my back pocket ready to, ready to play. I think initially, you know, I'm, I like it just due to my nostalgia, I'm inclined to want to play with my me character. Um, I just, it's just such a staple, it, like mm-hmm. the look and, you know, the way you've personalized it. But that being said, I really like a lot of the elements about the sports meet being able to add some of those cool um, customizations you might get from playing with the in-game rewards and things like that and sort of have a, have a you know, just a kind of a new look um, in the game. So, I you know, I'll probably... I'm, I want to play with my character, but I'm going to give a sports meet a try when I when I boot the game up officially. Yeah, if I had to choose now, I'm really digging the the look and the whole kind of uh, feel of the new sports mate. Uh, something about it is, uh, you know, it adds to kind of the freshness of the experience. But having said that, I really enjoyed using my me and, and creating me's for, you know, my whole family back when we played the older games. So I'll probably try that at some point as well. Um, the fans actually chose at this point the me character. Maybe I think, uh, again, due in large part to uh, that nostalgia that I think a lot of us are feeling for for uh, Wii Sports. But very interesting to see um, once we get online and we're playing against people, how often we see uh, either style. That'll be cool. Just another way to kind of express yourself when you're playing online. All right, now moving on to Nintendo Power Game Club. Um, I asked each of you to recommend a game that you've been enjoying and to tell us a little bit about it. Uh, and the games we're going to be talking about this time are Don't Starve Together from Clay Entertainment, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics from Nintendo, and Dr. Mario from Nintendo. So, Anthony, would you like to start? You can maybe tell me which game you chose, what it's like, why you dig it, and, and maybe the types of players you'd recommend it to. Yeah, so I chose Don't Starve Together, and um, this is a game that recently um, released on Nintendo Switch, um, and it had been available. And there's there's Don't Starve Together, and then there's um, this the original Don't Starve. But Don't Starve uh, Together, you can play, you know, with a friend, family, um, and basically for those that don't know. Um, the kind of the genre of the game, it's like a survival, um, almost like horror. I mean, there is definitely a horror elements to the game but the style of the the art style of the game is very kind of like um almost like graphic novel um type of art style where everything's kind of like almost fun in tone but you're also being like chased by these huge monsters and ghosts and stuff like that so there is sort of that like panic that sets in but essentially you start the game in a map on a map uh and in this case with a friend um and it's kind of there's like woods there's different terrains there's like a desert and um, all sorts of um, terrains and basically your goal is just to survive and not starve and so there's all sorts of things like you can um you i mean you started the game basically by having to like build an axe and start chopping down trees and collect wood and and so forth and eventually if you survive long enough you're you'll have this just kind of like huge base where you've got a system for your food and and uh, for combat, because different things will try and you know attack you throughout your experience playing. So, I really love this game just because it's like there's kind of like that consistent sort of urgency throughout where you really want to keep exploring. And sometimes you venture further out and realize that you know you probably need to like go back because 
the kind of cool thing about the game is once it hits nighttime, it goes completely dark and you need to have um, some source of light or else um, you'll be attacked by wolves and um, you probably won't, <laughs> won't survive that experience. So um, there's a whole thing of like, you know, you have to keep track of the time of day and know when you need to start preparing your light source, maybe set up a fire. Um, there's really a ton of depth. I could talk about it forever, but I do think, you know, if you've ever played any games that have like, um, you know, any survival games where you need to build things and craft and collect um, different things, but also you like a little bit of action, maybe not super intense action, but um, enough where, you know, you need to plan out what types of weapons and things like that you'll be using. Perfect game. And, you know, I, I, I play a ton with friends. Um, and that just makes it that much more fun. And there's different characters, lots of customization. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. That sounds pretty cool. I was gonna, as you were talking, I would occasionally have a like an, a question I wanted to ask about that, but you ended up uh, giving me such a thorough <laughs> overview that it just it sounds pretty great. I can't, can't wait to try it out. Yeah, I just kept remembering things. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, Damiano, how about you? What's your game? Yeah. Well, now I want to try the game that Anthony suggested because it sounded a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I really like that survival aspect to it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, the, the game that I would like to suggest is Clubhouse Games uh, 51 Worldwide Classics. Um, this came out um, almost two years ago now, but it's one of those games that you really want to, you know, just keep on your Nintendo Switch system just to, you know, it's one of those games that you never know when you... Um, when it's going to be the right time to just pick it up and play with other people. Uh, as, as the title says, it's um, 51 different um, games from all over the world. Um, and these are a lot of different genres. So tabletop games, card games, there are some solitaires if you prefer that. Um, and what I really like about this game is that it um, kind of introduced me to um, some games that I didn't know about, that I didn't even know they existed. Um, it has some familiar ones, so you can also enjoy that, um, you know, that familiar feeling that's, or those games that you have uh, been playing growing up, like uh, checkers, four in a row, or, uh, you know, chess and all that, um, all those classics. But uh, you can also discover some these hidden gems like uh, Mancala, for example, that I had never played uh, growing up. Or, for example, I really, uh, I, I, I'm really interested in Japan and uh, Japanese uh, history and culture and everything. And I was able to play Hanafuda, which is um, a traditional uh, Japanese card game. And learn how to play through Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. So um, I like that it offers this uh, window onto different cultures and kind of guides you through uh, discovering these um, aspects of the world through the game, through games. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of different... Um, games for different moods. So if you want something more uh, slow paced, you can enjoy a nice solitaire on the couch. Uh, if you want something more dynamic and fast, there are games like toy boxing or sliding puzzle that, um, you know, rely on your reflexes. So it's definitely um, something dynamic and fast. Um, some of the more complicated games, like I learned to how to play Shogi, and it's, which is this uh, kind of like uh, it's it's to say it in a very you know uh, simple way. It's kind of a Japanese version of uh, chess, but it's not. But it's it takes 
a little bit to to learn. And um, I never had access to, you know, a shogi set in my life. Uh, so it was really interesting to um, go through the tutorial and be able to to learn and, and find out this um, uh, about this game in in thanks to, to Clubhouse Games. And the this is true for all 51 games, but uh, they can be played, again, locally. Uh, you can play online with friends or in random matchmaking. Um, there are a lot of multiplayer options uh, up to uh, four-player uh, for some games. Um, so it's really, yeah, I really enjoyed um, exploring all the possibilities after Offered, offered by this game, and um, yeah, I, I, I liked, I like, I still like to play Hanafuda um, here and then. The cards, there is a, uh, the traditional set of cards with, uh, you know, that really allow you to feel that uh, the, the, the Japanese feel for the seasons because they're um, divided by seasons and months. Uh, but there is also a set that has a very cool Mario design. So you can play this traditional Japanese game, but like with cards with Mario characters, which is uh, a lot of fun. That's so interesting because, of course, uh, the history of Nintendo as a company, they used to produce Hanafuda cards way before they produced video games. Uh, so um, to be able to kind of be introduced to that through a Nintendo video game is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the perfect match. Yeah, and, you know, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics is a game that I spend a lot of time with and continue to spend a lot of time with. I played it a lot with my kids and it's just great to always have those classic, you know, board games, um, you know, uh, readily available. Uh, you know, this is why this is one game I actually personally prefer to have digitally because it's on my system and always ready to go if I'm, you know, with my kids on, on a plane or something, you know, it's just always ready. And, um, and yeah, so that's a, that's a great pick. I'm glad you brought that one back up. It's reminding me I actually haven't played it in a little bit, so we've got to get back into that. Well, for my pick, um, I picked kind of a weird one. Uh, Dr. Mario, of course, this is a very old game. I'm talking about the NES game, which came out back in the um, the 80s, I, I suppose. Um, and um, But I've been playing it a lot as part of the uh, collection of classic games that you get with any Nintendo Switch Online membership. And, you know, when I played it back in the day, you know, I was a Tetris fan, uh, but I never really clicked with Dr. Mario, and I, just my brain never wrapped around exactly how you're supposed to play it. So a lot of people were really enjoying it, um, and it kind of passed me by. But um, on 3 Nintendo Switch Online, I was kind of reintroduced to it and started playing it a lot, a multiplayer, kind of on a whim. But then more and more, I kind of got into the flow of it and learned it and picked it up and and um, have just really enjoyed it. And at this point, I've played this game, it feels like, for countless hours, and I get really competitive at it. Um, and I also kind of will kind of challenge myself single player sometimes and just kind of zone out maybe while I'm listening to a podcast or something um, and just kind of playing that game. And I, I, I've, I kind of believed this even before I started to enjoy the game as much as I'm enjoying it now. But Fever and Chill, in my opinion, are two of the all-time greatest video game songs ever made. And even if you don't know them by name, I bet if you heard Fever especially, even if you haven't played Dr. Mar, you've probably heard that that song somewhere. So that that keeps me going. And, uh, you know, the only thing about this original game is it is kind of like, a, you know, no frills. There's not stat tracking or lots of different modes, but the core gameplay is just really good. So when I play with friends and stuff, it's really more about bragging rights. Um, and, you know, I'd recommend this game to anybody who loves puzzle games or games they can kind of zone out and relax to, or even, um, you know, newer generation players who might not know how good this game is. 
And I will say that also you can play Dr. Mario 64 and the Nintendo 64 collection of games that come with a uh, membership to Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Uh, personally, I still prefer the, the controls and the 8-bit graphics of the original game, but the N64 game does support four players and has a lot more options like a story mode. So that's one to check out too. So I think we got three cool games here that people can try if they haven't already or maybe go back to if it's been a while since they enjoyed them. Um, so with that, we will move on to the Warp Zone quiz. So as always, I'll give you guys clues to help you identify three games that came out 10, 20, and 30 years ago. All of these games came out during the month of April. So you guys ready to team up and see if you can tackle these? We will try. I'm, re <laughs> I'm really glad, glad that we're playing on the same team, Anthony, and it's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is a team sport. <laughs> All right. So let's start 10 years ago. This is in April of 2012. And the clues are Nintendo and Monolith Soft uh, created an open world action RPG for Wii that centered on a special sword and took place on top of two warring titans with heroes who really had an affinity for each other, one of whom went on to join the Super Smash Brothers roster. I know you guys got to know this one, at least you, Anthony, as much as you played Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I do know this one. Should I say it, Tomiano? Yeah, you can go ahead and say it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Xenoblade Chronicles. Right, right. Yeah, and this game has uh, had versions that have released since then on new Nintendo 3DS and Nintendo Switch. Great game. Uh, and as, of course, now we're eagerly anticipating Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, but always fun to go back and revisit the first one. Hard to believe it's been a decade since that game came out now. I know. Time's flying by. Flying by. So 20 years ago, in April of 2002, the clues are Capcom remade a modern classic for Nintendo GameCube that mixed polygonal characters with highly detailed pre-rendered backgrounds to chilling effect and kept players on their toes with jump scares like dogs smashing through a window. Any guesses? I think I know it. <laughs> You're rocking this, Anthony. It, it's, uh, it's the Resident Evil remake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's Resident Evil for yeah. the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, Man, I remember when that first came out, the graphics and the visuals just blew me away, and it still holds up pretty well. Yeah. All right, now, final question. Well, before we get to the bonus question, 30 years ago, this is in April of 1992. Uh, Anthony, I don't think you were probably even born yet. <laughs> I was born. I was born, okay? I can't tell you if I was actively playing video games at the time, but I was born. <laughs> All right, well, maybe you've got a shot at this one. Uh, let's see. I think you probably know it. Nintendo released an action-adventure game for Super NES, and this third entry in a legendary franchise took the series back to its top-down roots after a side-scrolling second installment and introduced series firsts like the spin attack, parallel worlds, and flocks of angry cuckoos. Any guesses? I actually do know this one. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, um, uh, it's a Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. That's right. Yep. The biggest game also introduced a weapon called the Master Sword. And this game came out 30 years ago. I remember playing it brand new. In fact, I think I played the Japanese version first. I was so eager to get my hands on it. So, um, wow. That's, a, that's a, in my opinion, a true classic. So great to see that game yeah. reaching such a milestone. All right. So finally, for this section, we have the bonus question. So I'm going to play a sound, and I'm going to play it twice. So if you know what it is, please hold your answer. And uh, we'll see if you can um, if you can guess it. Are you ready? Yep. Damiano, this is all you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. I'll play it twice. And again. Kind of a tough one. Any guesses as to what this might be? 
I think I do, but I'm curious to know if Anthony got it too. Yeah. I'll just say like the sounds, it's like it's always on the tip of my tongue and I can never get it right. <laughs> so I'm going to let Damiano say his guess. Is it um, Super Mario 64? It is exactly Super Mario the 64. Sound. That's right. Going, going through the See? mirror. Yeah, the, the mirror, painting, them yeah. jumping into a painting. Yeah, the painting. Yeah. Anytime you enter a new level. After you said it, I it, it <laughs> I immediately knew it was like that was what was on the tip of my tongue, but I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't piece it together. Awesome. Well, perfect teamwork. Three for three. Actually, four for four. If we include the bonus there. Well done. And uh, we will close things out now with game forecast. So before we go, we're going to take a quick look at some of the Nintendo Switch games that uh, released uh, recently or are coming soon. I'll just read through the full list, and then we can uh, maybe um, comment on a couple at the end. Starting on April 14th, we had Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox Studios, also Toadie and Top D from uh, Diet Zribi, and Run, The World in Between from Plugin Digital. Then on April 20th, we had Star Wars The Force Unleashed from Aspire. On April 21st, there was... Lumote, The Master Moat Chronicles from Wired Productions. And on April 26th, Zombie Army 4 Dead War from Rebellion Interact. On April 27th, The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe from Crows, Crows, Crows. And then on the 28th, Bug Snacks from Young Horses. And then on April 29th, of course, a little game called Nintendo Switch Sports from Nintendo. Yoo-hoo. And then uh, looking ahead into, uh, into June, we have on June 10th, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hero Kami Chronicles from Sega, and uh, Mario Strikers Battle League from Nintendo. And then on June 24th, we've got uh, Capcom Fighting Collection coming up from who else but Capcom, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes from Nintendo, and then on June 30th, Cuphead, the Delicious Last Course DLC from Studio MDHR, and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC from Capcom. And of course, this is just a small selection of all the games that are coming out, and you can pre-order many of these uh, now if you want to go check that out in either in Nintendo eShop or at uh, Nintendo.com. Damian and Anthony, um, is there anything here that you're especially looking forward to? Well, for me, um, I'm really looking forward to Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, I was lucky enough to um, play it a little bit, and I just love the multiplayer dynamics that, you know, come up when you play with up to eight people on a single system and the pure chaos that, unleashes when the match starts um it has it's it's just very um it, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun to play with with other people um yeah so i'm definitely look, looking forward to that one yeah i can i can totally agree with uh with uh mario strikers because that is one where um really any affinity you have for any character um you can express it in that game and they've all got just like really kind of fun and cool personalities and, uh, and and animations and things like that. So people are going to have a ton of fun with it. Also, you know, probably some level of strategy there um, for the competitive folks out there. Um, I'll also I'll also say, you know, just aside from Mario Strikers, I'm, I actually am excited to play Demon Slayer on Nintendo Switch. I uh, recently been watching that, and so I'm kind of invested in that universe. And um, it's just, you know, art and just the... The, um, all the fighting and everything is just super beautiful. So um, definitely excited for that. And then probably like a future shout out, which we kind of talked about already, but Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, now coming out in July. Very exciting. I'm going to be looking forward to that for sure. 
Yeah, for sure on all of those. And there's so much good stuff here. I totally agree on Mario Strikers Battle League. Can't wait to play that game online, especially now that I've played soccer and Nintendo Switch Sports. I feel like that's got me even more in the mood. And, um, and uh, you know, I've mentioned this on the show before, I think, but Cuphead, the delicious last chorus is some DLC that I've been waiting for for feels like a couple of years now. Um, so I can't wait to finally get a chance to play it. Um, love the, the base game as hard as it is. I love it. And uh, so um, I'm going to be digging into that for sure. Well, that's it for this episode. Anthony and Damiano, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank it was you. a lot of fun. Super fun, as always. See you next time. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power.